2v1 podcast episode 11, January 25th, 2015. 0x87c4000000 try again soon, not sure what happened there. Stop fucking things up. I can't. Hold on. I need to. I mean, I'm no. I'm not like, fucking things up. Well, back to the uh, the Xbox One app, Nick. It is extremely useful just for random crap that you want to do. It's especially the messaging system. It's really nice because obviously you can you're just texting on a phone, and it's way faster than having to screw with a controller. Actually, yeah, with the dashboard too. <laughs> better point. Good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's basically just deferring the dashboard to your phone, and it actually works on there. So it's it's a really useful app for a couple of different things. Um, the messaging is nice. Can you send nice party and, invites? Uh, I think you can't. Well, mm, the thing is, um, ba- you're basically controlling the dashboard from your phone. So there's only a couple of things that are that seem to be natively done on the phone. Messaging being one of them. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Basically, if you go to friends, it says play on Xbox One, and then even though you're controlling it from your phone, you're still using the horrible interface on the TV. So that's I what you were asking. But um, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, th- the messaging is cool, and I-, I just sort of like scrolling through the activity feed for friends and everything because something that I only just now started doing in uh, one of my very few compliments that I have for the Xbox One. I do love the recording and sharing of clips. I didn't realize yeah. that that it happens automatically. Uh, it, like, it just pops up on your feed without you having to tell it to do that or anything. Because obviously, I was never willing to put forth any effort to do that. But Wait, I do enjoy just it, you know going through my friends' clips. Because you know, I only have friends that I know. So it's kind of cool. I didn't know that it did stuff like that automatically. I thought you had to um, activate it. Upload like studio. it, no. But yeah, I mean, like I thought you had to use that upload studio. Yeah, my guess is maybe it's just a default setting. But uh, all it is is in the activity feed, and of course, you know, since we don't have connect, you know, and you just do the double tap on the guide button and hit, and hit X to record yeah. that, it just automatically shows up on the feed. So, and of well, course, isn't that go ahead. fifteen minutes that it records though? I no, it was only five. It, five no, no. Sorry. I mean, it, it. I mean, I don't know exactly how much you can make it record but just for the f- if you hit the guide button twice and do the the x record that it records like the last 10 or 15 seconds of gameplay and posts it to your feed really oh, yes it's yeah. really I've been cool wondering how to use yeah, that. i didn't know that see that's what i'm talking about this was never worth looking into or spending any effort on but now that i know and now that i've told you you can have fun with it it's kind of cool well all right so that those 15 seconds then are those stored in Upload Studio? I don't know where it goes. Again, don't feel yeah, like spending don't time or effort. It. Yeah, because yeah. I've been wanting to take screenshots, and see that I don't know how to do. Stuff. I thought you could do that, but I don't know how. I I tried figuring it out last night, and it, I couldn't. So, yeah. what well, they need to do is go the PS4 route, and that little the old school select button on the controller, which I still have no fucking clue what it does on the Xbox One. Yeah, true. Is just make it, you push it, and it takes a screenshot. Yep, or or record, you know, hold it to record. I agree, Simon. Mm -hmm. And that's how the PS4 works is if 
it has the share button right there. Yeah. And you press it once for a screenshot, you double tap it to record. That See, that's awesome. And it's really funny because I thought what you were going to finish that sentence with was, see, what you need to do is buy a PS4. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> obviously the answer for everything that we've been talking about over the past 10 podcasts. Yes, 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 I, I should have bought a PS4. There was uh, there was one other thing I wanted to mention about. I do like being able to use it uh, as a remote, and it works really well. It it kind it's one of those things that even though it's a pretty run of the mill app, it just blows my mind the way you're swiping on it and it's remote control. Like it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But, Wait, a remote uh, for like your dashboard? Yeah, and it's good. It's it's good especially if you're. Uh, I don't you know I don't use my Xbox for Netflix, but people that do, or like if I have a Blu-ray or whatever, and that way you don't have to keep on turning on and off with your controller, and you just have your phone right there, so it works out nicely. Yeah, that's the only that's thing, pretty cool. Yeah, you know, it's basically the it app for. has completely made obsolete a a chat pad of any sort and b a remote control. Even though I still wouldn't mind having a remote, just because then I wouldn't have to open the app and everything. I'm that lazy, yes, but yes. <laughs> All I ever opened it for was to input codes. Yes, I remember. Ah, that would be a good one, too. Yeah, that's it. It's the only time I've used it. Hmm. Which is still easier. I couldn't, I could not explain to you how to put a code in on the system. I could get to it myself, but I couldn't explain it. Uh, I it's think been so I long, exactly I think I've how now. Isn't it? I, I, I have to did go commit to the it games to memory. App, right? You, you go to the games app. Yeah, it is an app. Redeeming code is an app. <laughs> yeah. As it should be, right? Yeah. yeah Can't right, wait. Right. Can't wait to see when they finally change it to Windows 10. Yeah, same. Who knows when that'll be. We've made some pretty bold statements Dave P last night saying, "Hey, it can't get any worse." And I'd like to think that's the case. Unfortunately, I that's know true, Microsoft better. It probably can. the mm-hmm. The thing that I'm look or holding out hope for is that they on 360, they did a pretty frequent update process. Like they they changed they that dashboard a lot over the years. Oh yeah, and unfortunately they moved it towards Connect stuff because they released the Connect and they were all excited about it and they were trying to cash in on that mo- uh, the motion stuff. So they made their dashboard reflect it, and then that carried over into the one because it was supposed to be included and whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, now that they see that nobody wants that piece of shit, <laughs> and they're and they're moving it to Windows 10, maybe they'll finally just abandon all that stuff and only have it work yeah. for like the voice commands and whatnot. Yeah, how how crazy would it be if Microsoft, for the first time in years, did something? that the consumers wanted. <laughs> I would, would be crazy. Be so happy. That would be very crazy. Yes. Un- unprecedented for them. <laughs> so I mean, I last they night. did a couple things. Go ahead. Hmm? What were you saying? Oh no, I was just gonna say they did a couple things over the year and over the years. They got rid of games for Windows Live because people hated that. Oh true, true. Which but was it, like it takes so equivalent. long. Microsoft it is does the take most... a long time. They're the most stubborn company in the world. They 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 try they will force something on consumers for so long before they get the picture and then they've lost all this money. They look stupid. It was a horrible marketing plan and then they do a 180 on it. You know. Yep. It's just unbelievable. But um 
what I was going to bring up was the fact that, as promised, I already told Nick, Josh, I beat D4 last night. Gnarly. I absolutely such a, such a quick loved it. Turnaround. How long? How long? Um, I, I will say this. I feel that episode two was significantly shorter than episode one. Uh, I don't know if it's just because I, I'll be honest with you. I do get distracted easily when I'm playing that game, whether it's you know on my phone or whatever. And I, and all of a sudden, you know how I am. I'll just like let it sit on a menu for like six hours, and then I get back to the game. <laughs> but um, anyhow, it did seem a little bit shorter, but it was still it was really good i i i'm invested into the story and actually they did a great job because at the end of episode 2 it there's just a ludicrous cliffhanger that even to people that are sort of on the fence about this style of game i'm hoping sweary hit a home run because it's just so over the top and i will say this without giving any spoilers to anybody who's going to play it the last 5 minutes of episode Two, maybe even less than five minutes, totally spiraled out of control and escalated to deadly premonition levels, and honestly had one of the most violent video game deaths I've seen in a really long time. Wow, really? Yeah, I was really happy about it. <laughs> I'm cool. Yeah, but uh, among the other things that I wanted to bring up from the rest of my excursion here on d4 was my my favorite character that they introduced into it i I, i'm pretty sure i've sent you guys snaps but there there's another giant just like a twin peaks giant he's a gigantic black dude wearing an all-white suit and he has like one of those surgeon masks on it's so great and he talks like this and it's so slow like i mean you might uh, yeah. A little section of dialogue with him takes like five minutes. It's hilarious. That's totally Twin Peaks. Oh, it's it's absolutely amazing. So he is great. And there will be so many times whenever he's involved at a spot, he'll just be sitting or standing or whatever, staring at you. And as soon as you, know, you can change your orientation where you're looking on that game. And all of a sudden you look over there and he's just staring at you with this blank look <laughs> in his eyes. I truly love it. But more Deadly Premonition similarities. Whenever you're... Whenever you're doing the quote-unquote main case to actually beat the episode, you are collecting puzzle pieces. And Nick, it is the exact same way as... Do you remember whenever you would collect clues in Deadly Premonition and mm. all of a sudden it would bring up like those Polaroids on the screen and he'd put all the pieces of the puzzle together, so to speak? It sounds familiar, that? but I actually don't remember a lot of that. But I, yeah. I can picture what you mean. Yeah, it basically, once you got all the clues that you had to, yeah, it would it would bring up the three Polaroids, and it would sort of I think it would ask you a question, and you sort of had to. It was always pretty easy, but you solved it yourself, and then there was like this big thing, and he, right. he was like solving it. Exact exact same process in D four. That was cool. Another hilarious thing I think I forgot to mention on the last podcast, and correct me if I'm wrong, but. The one of the characters in it, I Nick, I'm not making this up. They said that this guy that was real shocked, and this isn't a spoiler actually. The guy, the father of the girl who was killed in the game, mm -hmm. David Young is giving some background history on it, and he says he was so the shock was so great 
that it turned his hair white overnight. <laughs> I mean, oh man, isn't that isn't that just great? <laughs> That, that is, is a direct rip from Twin Peaks, anybody. I mean, yeah, I was just going to say, Josh, for and anybody who doesn't know, that is straight out of Twin Peaks. Directly. I mean, a guy's hair turning overnight because his daughter died. So, yeah. Um, anyhow, or some, it was related to something like that. But um, he that was great. Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yes. Um, there was a breakfast scene with Forrest Kaysen, your detective partner. Mm-hmm. absolutely hilarious uh he's he's sort of a big fat guy like not grotesquely but he's a real big dude mm-hmm. and the breakfast scene was the only word i have for it was grotesque he he was eating whole fish like like an entire fish and he would just put the whole thing in his mouth and then just pull out a skeleton of the fish and did it like five times and then he had this mound of hot hot dogs except each bun had three hot dogs on it and he just he would push them into his mouth and he was just inhaling like a hundred of them and it obviously made no sense and then he started picking up these hot dogs by the handful maybe like five hot dogs so that's 15 total and just pushed the whole thing into his mouth and did it like three times i, I think there's a I think there's some sort of a weird mouth fetish. <laughs> some of the stuff I'm seeing in this game, like the mouse that I remember seeing, but it was, it was, it was a really grotesque scene. I enjoyed it though. Taking um, shots of tequila. Yes, yeah. There's there's different things that and other eating things that I've noticed. Of course, the obsession with the food and everything. But um, Nick, I'm trying to think here. Oh, I absolutely hate just saying this word because I've I always thought it was so queer, but. Do you remember the character on Final Fantasy XIII 2, Chocobocalina or whatever? Chocolina. Ch- oh, it was Chocolina? Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember. Um, anyhow, there is a character <laughs> exactly like that. I hated her too in D4 because she ended up being one thing and also another. And it's pretty much the same thing in D4 because there's like this cat who is also a human and you can buy stuff from her. So thought that was okay. kind of funny. Exact same thing. Uh, I won't go into detail because of the spoilers, but it was real cool. Some There was something in toward the end of the episode that reminded me. There's a character that really reminds me almost of like a, like a Metal Gear boss. So uh, oh. be prepared for that. Yeah, it, it was really cool. When they, when they first, when they first, there's, you see it twice. You see it right at the very end and also... Maybe toward the either the very end of episode one or the very beginning of it, something like that. But you see a glimpse of it, and I just got this overwhelming, like, ooh, Metal Gear. It, it really reminded me of that. It was pretty cool. And uh, my last conclusion that I did come to is I think Swery loves giant tongues in video games. Because I remember seeing a giant lot tongues? of that in Peaks. It, it's, it, well, especially uh, with the boss and all his transformations and everything in deadly premonition. I remember that was a big thing and oh, it, yeah, yeah. it reared its ugly head again in this. And I thought it was pretty hilarious. I almost gave up a spoiler. I'm glad I stopped myself, but overall Good. I absolutely yeah. love it. Uh, especially if, I mean, it's, I know it's a very unique gameplay style and even more unique as far as the narrative and just the overall insane quirkiness of it. But if you can stick with it, I definitely recommend it, and if, if, if you're into story-driven games, this one will definitely leave you hanging. Uh, mad, sad, whatever, 
you're going to be interested in seeing what happens next. It, I, for one, can't wait to support it and, and buy it as soon as, as soon as hopefully there are more episodes. That's what I was about to say. See, that's I, what I, I was just going to say. Is episode three. We don't know if that's actually going to happen. He, like, swear he wants to, and that mm-hmm. was the plan, but mm-hmm. that game did n- just flat out did not sell. Like, well, I will, I will also say this. Nobody knew about that game when it came out. As much as I'm dying to see more of what's going on in Swery's head, it would almost be equally endearing if it's like Twin Peaks and it just ends. So, that would be so funny. So, you guys keep saying the second episode and the first episode, but supposedly it's three episodes. There's a prologue. The prologue. Okay, so that counts as the third episode, I guess. Yeah, that's... Josh, I had the same problem whenever I was Googling it. I don't know why people refer to it as three episodes, because if it were me, I would say there's a prologue and two episodes. But what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's um, purely dependent on... Alex, you never... What? I was just going to say it's purely Alex, dependent on Alex, you never really played Adventure Games? If they make a fourth. Why are we having uh, so much trouble overlapping with Oh, well, I mean, I, I think fans... <laughs> yeah, we're talking over each other. I think fans loved it. And I know... Anybody who played that game, like critics and whatever, spoke of it fairly highly. Like they weren't like yeah. this is terrible, whatever. Um, it's just no one bought it because there was no advertising for it. I remember, I remember when it was released. Swery was like frantically trying to tell people about it because Microsoft helped in no way to let anybody know it was coming out. Surprise. Yeah, it has a seventy six percent on game ranking for a game like that. I'd say that's pretty high. For I that, consider yeah. that very high for sure. Yeah, that. So let me ask you this: since you finished it, if a fourth episode does not come out, would you be satisfied? No, I want with more. where the story went, and it would okay. be the third episode. Yes, technically, yeah. Episode three, yeah. Fourth installment. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, I would be disappointed because I, trust me, it's a, I mean, it could go in a billion different directions now. It wasn't some ambiguous, like, uh, it, it, was, it was ridiculous, so. Hmm. The, I, I'm trying asking earlier, but Josh was talking over me. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Alex, you never really played a lot of adventure games, right? I always... I, I, I'll be the first to admit to you, I don't know exactly how to define... What, what, if, what? Give me some examples of adventure games. Well, that's the thing, is, like, I think that was more of an era on PC when we were too young. Um, yeah, or maybe even SNES and stuff. That's why... Well, it, it, adventure, like, I'm sure you've heard the term point-and-click adventure. Yeah. Where, so that, I think that's where, like, something, like... Oh, my God! ...takes... That's what Telltale games are. Yeah, I Telltale know, games. I know exactly... A perfect example, I don't remember if I talked about this on a really early podcast or not, but really, really random. When you when you said point and click, it just <laughs> clicked with me. Uh, <laughs> Titanic. Yeah. On, com- on PC? Yes. I had that game randomly. Nick? What the shit? Oh my god, that game never was... Never got anywhere in it. <laughs> Dude, years... <laughs> beyond its time i was my brother and i were enthralled with that game we still quote it to this day i mean go figure because we quote everything incessantly but amazing game and the music was so cool oh my god it was great 
I, I remember Titanic? that game. I didn't even know that was a game. That game had a lot of, um, it was FMV, like, character models. Yes, yes, it was they, all real people. They looked so bad. Yeah, it, it was real funny. <laughs> Their voices were great, too. The voice acting. Yep. I remember uh, that my favorite name was your steward, and his name was Smithles. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I am Smithles, their steward. <laughs> he was great. All right. Pop quiz, what is the second part of the name of that game? Titanic. Uh, Adventure Out of Time. time. Yes, there you go. Alex got it. (laughs) I'm all over it, Simon. I remember uh, Giant Bomb recently played a little bit of that on um, one of their shows, and I was like, oh my god, I totally forgot about this game, because my first computer I had... um, came with adventure games like there that that was a period where they were like a dime a dozen and um i remember our first our our first desktop we ever had um when we had dial up internet came with a couple adventure games and that was one of them that's awesome yeah i was too young could never figure any of it out i think my sister played it but i don't think she got very far in it either yeah, I, I mean, I, obviously, I was, I well, I would have been even younger than you, but um, my brother and I pretty much played it together for most of what I can remember. So, but I, I remember yeah. a lot about it. I mean, I'm not kidding you. I can remember the music. I can remember the. This is going to sound really insane, but you know how my memory is. I can remember the wallpaper in some of the hallway, like the, some of the cabin hallways. <laughs> It's that insane. It, left an it, was, it was so detailed, and it was just, it was, uh, it was really a spooky game. I like, I would consider it kind of a maybe more of a thriller. I don't, you know, not scary, not a horror. Yeah, it was. There were just some parts that were some of the people and interactions, and some of the areas. The one thing that made it unintentionally spooky was okay. You're on the ti- <clears throat> you're on the Titanic. In real life, there would have been people everywhere. Oh but yeah. Obviously the game didn't have those capabilities. Everywhere you went was empty, yeah. you know, and there would be a, a guy or a woman who'd come up and talk to you, but there weren't just ambient people. There weren't NPCs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, too old. <clears throat> Alex, did you happen to watch or see anything during the Windows 10 event? No. How come? So you have, have you not seen the I know nothing uh, about Windows of- 10. Well, the hollow lens is what I was getting to. Still know nothing, whatever that is. They're they're trying to do virtual reality, um, like the Oculus Rift, kind of. Okay, let's yeah. let's try and do virtual reality. Also, let's jump on the bandwagon, like exactly. everybody else. <laughs> exactly, that is exactly what they're doing because Sony's doing it also. Yeah. Um, only this is a little different. It like. It's not it's not a screen like the Oculus you're looking at a screen and you can't see outside of it. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be something you look through at the real world and it puts in like holograms, augmented reality. Yeah. I see. And and they showed someone in a in their living room playing Minecraft? Yes, and that's the only thing that I want to see actually happen, but it's not and... going to happen. Well, here's here's well, what I will the thing say. Is, Whenever they initially bought Minecraft for whatever it was, a billion dollars. Uh huh. I mean, I, I knew it was a, a an extremely I think it was you know, two and a half. They, they make a, however much it, they they were going to make money from it. But either way, two and a half billion dollars is a lot of money. Yep. But if they plan this out 
for HoloLens, which I'm sure they did ahead of time, I could see why they spent that much on it. I'm sure they did, yeah. I do think that we're years away from seeing anything that will be in our, meaning the three of us as consumers, our living room oh. that we actually buy and enjoy and like. Oh, totally. Um, um, I'd say within five years, though. Th- I think that's, that's probably... That's reasonable. Yeah, that's a reasonable estimate. And <clears throat> I will also tell you this. This sort of starts uh, knocking at the door of my whole philosophical and addiction ideas and stuff. I, it, it worries me a little bit because... Absolutely. Yeah, if it's done the way I want it to be done, it would be one of those things where much, not all, of the time you would prefer to be doing that than real life. And that is insane. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, <laughs> it'll be um, interesting to see how that pans out. That's totally a like cyberpunk science fiction of course. future that yeah. has been I mean, told. Just straight up, yeah. it's like a, a premonition for you know a dystopia. But yeah, because um, I mean, if if you think about my favorite video game of all time is Oblivion, that because it I feel so stupid saying this, but whatever, it appeals to my sense of adventure. Yep. If I could, you know, if you could just plop me down in Cyrodiil and I could do everything in Oblivion without the fear of actually dying, yeah, that sounds amazing. You know, yeah, like if you were completely immersed in it. Yeah, completely immersed, and you can just go into a cave and you know, look for treasure and kill stuff. Like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, whenever, it all sounds great. Alex, whenever you brought up your worst nightmare, it reminded me, and I think you initially said something about it, was Elon Musk saying something about AI and how it's going to oh, bring the forth the devil. Well, Summon it, the devil. It will, something like that. I, I will also, uh, for whenever the future, when we're all extinct and they're reading holograms and listening to old tapes, I'm not the first one to say this, obviously, but that is what's going to happen. But go ahead and continue. <laughs> well, it it reminded me of the whole Mario thing. I don't know if either of you have seen this. Um, what? No. I'm just going to, instead of trying to explain it, because I know nothing about it, I'm going to read you a real quick paragraph. This is from TheVerge.com. All right. Uh, it's Elon Musk's worst nightmare. A group of computer researchers are building a self-aware AI programming their creation with an insatiable desire for material wealth and teaching it how to kill. Thankfully, the AI's name is Mario. He's looking for coins and his enemies are Goombas. This is the Mario Lives Project, a quirky bit of research from the university, some university in Germany, that aims to build a living and conversing Mario agent. I love that description, first of all. Yeah. (laughs) And then they, they turned it around into Mario. I like that a lot. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's especially, it's one of those things I can understand if nobody wants to listen to me, but Elon Musk is one of the greatest minds in the world. You know what I mean? And it's just, and he, he has such clout in pretty much every industry in the world. And it's just unbelievable to me. And all of the works of science fiction that have been done, books, movies, everything. Why are we screwing with this? <laughs> I don't know. I'll never we can. It. It's it's the human desire, yeah. human to, curiosity. I I know yeah. the answer. It's more of a redundant or not redundant, my rhetorical question. Yeah, but you know, I mean, and, and think about think about something like that happening, paired with the uh, the virtual reality stuff. Like you're playing a video game that you're immersed in all the time, and you only want to be in that. Like you're 
forgetting about real life and spending all of your time in this real, real fake world. And then pair that with AI, like adaptive AI. You could, yeah. you could just live in a completely digital life. Yep. And it would probably end up finding a way to kill you somehow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm trying to think. What? Go Sorry. ahead, Simon. I was trying to think. There's a movie that has something to do with this. I'm sure there's a lot of them. Uh, there there's a bunch. I'm trying to come to mind. I want to say it had Sylvester Stallone in it. There's, there's surrogates which had um, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, right? which was people inhabiting fake bodies and just their real bodies were rotting away in a, inside forever. Um, I don't know about one with Sylvester Stallone. I think I'm way off. I think it, I was thinking of uh, the one where he puts the, the goggles on his head and he has like sex with that. Oh, Demolition Man. That Demolition movie's awesome. Man. I, I was actually going to guess that one, but I didn't want to sound stupid. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. Love it. Is that, that's Murder, Death, say, Kill, isn't it? Yeah, Murder, Death, Kill. <laughs> I also wanted to mention how I love how we go from talking about Titanic to these philosophical conversations about reality. Yeah. Well, that's, that's just what makes it so great, isn't it, Josh? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and uh, What's the sidebar life? throwback, um, Murder, Death, Kill makes me think of the PS2 games, There's a game. MDK. Yep. If you've never played them, play them. That is all. Yeah, I never played <laughs> them. I just that was what I always thought about was I remember seeing that name yeah. when I would go to rent something. I'll then... admit I didn't play the first one, but the second one, MDK2 Armageddon, I spent countless hours of that. And granted, it was early on in the PS2's life, so I was oud and awed by the just that. Fact, yeah. But, yeah. Oh my all I remember about that game is the cover with that black looking creature on it with a pointy yes well that's all here's the funny thing it looks like a mini pyramid head and it's not a creature that's your main guy yeah he he's awesome and the actually one of the best things about that game especially uh for you guys specifically is the game's sense of humor it's amazing and the characters are insanely quirky like i can't remember what the dog's name is it it might be rex but i I don't know why i'm saying that Uh, he has like six arms or six limbs he's hilarious (laughs) Uh, there's a real crazy doctor and like one of your weapons is a toaster. It's cause you can play as three people that I think the doctor, the dog and, um, uh, the guy, it's like, his name is Kurt or something like that. Just Kurt. But, yeah. Kurt. Yeah. Just Kurt so with the basic. pyramid head. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I have to know now. Fact check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While you're doing that, um, I finally finished Wolfenstein. Yes. Um and I I really really liked that game. It was uh it was really refreshing to play a shooter that is completely single player. No no multiplayer in any fashion, not even co-op or anything. Just just a focused single player. <clears throat> I I cannot wait to play it. It I'm still at the $20 price point, but I'm it's worth it. Yeah, really, it's worth twenty dollars for yeah, sure. I'm really looking forward to it. And Nick, I want you to continue with that. Uh confirming his name is Kurt Hectic, which is hilarious. <laughs> um the dog's name, I had the X part correct. The dog's name is Max. And uh I'm now looking at Kurt and he looks more like Pyramid Head than I even thought. But anyhow, <laughs> continue. <laughs> yeah. I uh I can't say a whole lot, I mean, without spoiling a lot of stuff, since it is so focused on single player. Mm-hmm. Um I just I just really enjoyed it. It was there was never a moment where I was thinking I can't wait to get through this. 
So I, I was enjoying where it went every time. The, the environments were mostly pretty varied the entire game. Um, ended really well. Had, had a really nice wrap-up that I was not expecting. This is very exciting news. Especially out of something like a shooter. Like a shooter. Like that, that game just in general is such a conundrum. Like, it, on its face, Wolfenstein, one of the old shooters, had a couple iterations that were not very well received or whatever over the years. So, like, you come out with Wolfenstein, immediately people were like, either what is that or who cares, who cares about that franchise? Yeah. And then you are just surprised over and over and over with everything. The writing, the characters, the shooting, like, the gameplay in general. Mm-hmm. Um, truly one of the best stealth mechanics in a first-person game I've ever played. Wow, that's like, huge. That's a big, and if it's coming from you, I know it's good stealth. It, it's, it's functioning so, stealth. It's so good because it it requires nothing. It there's no radar, there's no items you use. You just have to listen. You have to listen and look. That's it. That's all you get. Those are the yep. only senses you have. And if you're not playing it loud enough, you're kind of screwing yourself, so it falls apart there. But if you're going to try and be stealthy, you should be listening. Like, in real life, yeah. if you're trying to be stealthy, you're going to be listening. Um, but it, it felt really good. You move quickly enough when you're, like, crouched down, whatever, that you just feel lethal. Like, you're never worried about being seen. Like, you can... How I complained in Revengeance that you could be a hundred yards away from an enemy. And in real life, they would see you, which... But you're not supposed to expect that in a video game. But you shouldn't really expect that in a video game. So, like, Wolfenstein gives you a bunch of of chances to get out of the way. Like, if they're really far away, they'll still see you. But but, they give you a second, hey, move. But it'll be like, it'll be like uh, a little... I had subtitles on, so I don't know if it would always come up. So this goes back to the listening thing. But the enemy that saw you would say something. He would be like, what was that? And it gives you plenty of time to get away. Which, put yourself in that guy's situation. You're just on patrol, walking aimlessly the same route <laughs> in your mm-hmm. secret Nazi base. And you see something out of the corner of your eye. You aren't totally sure what it is, so you're not going to go run towards it. You're not going to freak out. You're not going to raise an alarm. You're just going to be like, did I see something? And then forget about it. And you know what? Even it, some people might think otherwise and that, that yeah. it would go to be investigated, and I don't care. And you can still because, get out of the way. Well, regardless, sometimes developers lose sight of the fact I'm not playing the video game for everything to be perfectly everything. realistic. Yeah, I'm playing it some for fun. Be- a game. Yep. Some <laughs> and the only the only fun option would be to make that guard keep walking. Yeah. So <laughs> be, just be like Josh, keep walking. Just keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> that, like you get you get enough of a chance to get out of the way, and if you're screwing around, then they then the alarms raised and you gotta shoot everybody, and then it turns yeah. back into the run and gun fun shooting, which is fine. So yeah. like you, you're not. You don't feel punished. Like, I could have got through this without killing anybody. Now I have to kill everybody, and I hate shooting. I hate the shooting. I don't like the guns, whatever. You do like the shooting. You do like the guns. It all works well. So it, 
It doesn't matter. Both ways are good and fun. Um, Did you get over the whole difficulty thing of switching weapons? You know, uh, oh man, that was the weirdest thing. Did I talk about that on here? No, I don't think so. The, I don't think so either. The there was a t- like there's a tutorial as you're playing the earlier sections of that game. Alex, I could not figure out how to switch weapons for the longest time, <laughs> and that was a pretty big failing aspect of the tutorial. Like I if if it flashed it once. That's my fault for not paying attention. But typically in a shooter, you might think that you switch guns with the D-pad or going into an inventory or, you know, something like that. Yeah. In Wolfenstein, you switch weapons by holding down the grenade button and it brings up a radial menu. Like that is really wonky. What the hell? I had to I had to look that up on the internet. I couldn't works, figure that though. out. Once you know about it it works. Well, once you know about it, sure, but I'm saying Yeah, but it'd be nice to it'd be nice to know. That's the last thing you're going to try. Like that that was the last thing I tried. I remember throwing a grenade. I was like maybe it's RB, but then I was like, "Oh no, I threw a grenade, so I'm never going to try pressing RB again, let alone hold it down for an extended period of time so that that was odd yeah one of the one of the little minor flaws but um and i actually did end up i started playing that game on hard and uh i did turn it down because i was getting pissed and i don't know what i was thinking even starting it on hard um i turned it down to normal and just had a blast the rest of the time it wasn't too bad which is what i should have done from the beginning yeah but um i don't remember the stealth stuff they're I, I I guess I already talked about everything I can, but I just loved it. I I loved being stealthy as much as I could. Did it uh Did it beat out what is it Metro for its stealth elements? Do you think? You know they are very similar. Yeah. Um. The actually they are they are incredibly similar in terms of stealth. Um. Because all I you do is I still wouldn't mind playing that Redux. You should you should play it. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't mind. That's we're talking about Metro Last Light. I did not play twenty thirty three, but. For anybody oh, interested, didn't? Last Light was great. It made my top ten. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that. But, um, yeah, I mean, Wolfenstein was great. I had a really good time. Highly recommended. That is, that's just awesome coming from the <clears throat> FPS genre because I, yeah. I don't want it to sound like I'm just, you know, shitting on FPSs for no reason. But most of the time, depending on, you know, the franchise, it's your... They're, you know, the multiplayer that you're going after. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, with the exception of something like Far Cry, in which case I couldn't possibly care any less about the multiplayer, and I'm only playing the campaign. But it's it's so nice to hear of a game that's not just good. It, that, it just sounds like a legitimately fresh experience that nobody was expecting. And yes. obviously, I know, Josh, you started it, and now uh, you confirming it, Nick. I'm, I can't wait to play it. And also... Uh, speaking of FPSs and <clears throat> anything that we've already, one of you guys have already played or talked about, I'm I'm not going to rehash. Obviously, whenever I finally get around to playing it, but one of the titles I do have to play soon is the Advanced Warfare campaign. And friend Tommy <laughs> yeah. just played it and got back to me. Nick, he absolutely loved it. And one of the words that he, I just wanted to tell you because I remember you talking about this on the podcast. One of the words he used to describe it was scary. Yes, good. Because of all the drones and all the crazy, insane stuff in it. Yeah, it seriously was. It's a good campaign. 
It's a very good campaign. It was, it yeah. was a good campaign. I can't it doesn't wait make up it. for its multiplayer. So here's yeah. here's a way to tie this back into Wolfenstein. Advanced Warfare didn't have good writing at mm-hmm. all. Like the, I mean, it's a Call of Duty game. Like they're yeah, not beautiful cutscenes, but they're the not going to spend a, a ton of time fleshing out your character, mm-hmm. the other characters you're encountering. They care more about the set pieces they're, than they always have. That game was more about, like, holy shit moments constantly. Yeah, wowing you, which is fine, because yeah. it's Call of Duty. Wolfenstein actually put a ton of effort into making the characters, even your character, BJ Blazkowicz, like, they, they put a ton... Oh, BJ Blazkowicz, I love that. Name. Yeah. <laughs> they put a ton of effort into making them feel real, like, and relatable, which was so cool. And there was... a. Uh, this is the last thing I'll, we can we can talk quick, get off of Wolfenstein, but there was a point in that game where I like started to tear up because there was a little like a very very minor instance of dialogue with side characters. Like uh, that that game has like a little hub world, your little home base that you go back to occasionally to um, hang out with your little resistance group and. Do like Is the some maiden weird... in black there? What <laughs> you said, a hub world. It made me think of uh, Demon Souls. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, she is there, Soul of the Lost. Um, <laughs> it, it's. I mean, it's not a hub. I guess it, it's just okay. a little home base, and yeah. you can either spend a bunch of time there or spend no time there and just mainline to the next mission. And if you spend a little bit of time there, um, you'll get you'll get ambient dialogue from m- multiple characters. And one of them, you save this guy, he was, or you help this guy out, he's looking for his wife, and you come back, you kind of forget about it, and you come back to the base, and he's there with his wife, and he, they're just, like, thanking you incessantly. And it was, like, it had an emotional impact on me. And that was just crazy. Like, that, that was, like, so profound that this shooter with, mul- like, such a high body count still was able to affect me that way. And that happens a couple times. I didn't tear up at other times, but I mean, I still mm-hmm. felt like I really liked these characters. I really liked B.J. Blaskowitz. Like he he talks to himself the whole time you're playing the game, which is either he comes off as either a crazy person or it's funny. It, it's it's just really cool. And it's a nice little touch throughout the entire game. That that I kind of awesome. really want to play it again. You did play That's it on weird. PC, right, Nick? I did. Okay. I was just making 100% sure as far as, you know, buying it goes and everything. Yeah, it looked great. Uh, I initially I initially was not blown away by that game um, in terms of visuals because it was, uh, it, it straddled the line of an early current gen release and 360 and PS3 and stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I messed around with the settings and whatever, and it, it ended up looking really nice. Like, I, I, liked, I liked the style it had. The whole, um, the whole Nazi, weird 1960s super future look mm-hmm. worked. Like it felt, it felt very mechanical, in, instead of being like, uh, like way out there science fiction. You know, right? It was cool. It had a fun, a fun final boss too, if I recall. I think it was done well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It, I mean, it was it was kind of a typical 
ending first person shooter sequence, but it it wasn't bad. Like I I wasn't pissed about it or well, angry. Uh, I'm on board because uh, a very one of those hot button issues a the subject for Nick is end bosses in video yeah. games, and for you to say it wasn't bad means it was good. <laughs> yeah, like there was never um, there was never bullet sponge bosses in that game, which is very easy for a first person shooter to fall back on. Oh, no doubt. So that that was nice. Just overall, totally pleasant experience. I wish I would have finished it because that would have been really high on my game of the year list. Yep, At, like, and it absolutely. was your number one, Josh, right? No, three, I think. Oh, my bad. What was one, your number one? On. Refresh me. Oh, oh, come on now. <laughs> oh, God, never mind. <laughs> Let, hey, let's see if we can go through the whole podcast without even saying it. If without, you have to refer to it, fine. Without but uttering the word. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. What, what um, were the other games, Nick, that you were playing? I, I remember you mentioned to me the other day. Um, I, I played a little little indie game um, from two years ago, I think. Uh, Gone Home. Um, I think it is only PC. I'm fairly certain. It came out on Wii U. That's so That's random. Real random. That is I did so not know that. So random. And what um, is it about? Um, it is. It is very short. It is. Uh, it, it took me under an hour to beat it. Um, it is a first-person exploration game. Is how they they label it. That the creators themselves made by a very small team of like four people. It's uh it's first person, you know, it's not no guns or anything. You it just takes place in a house. The the entire game takes place in a house. That's why it's so short. Mm-hmm. Is because you can't you know, you can go through every room of the house and then it, it ends. <laughs> um but it is an enormous house, actually. It was it was the perfect length, I think, but the that game had a little bit of a uh controversy surrounding it when it came out because um it was very short i think even if you spend a ton of time in it it doesn't last longer than two hours and uh when it came out critics and whatever like media was raving about it it got incredibly high reviews and uh, a lot of people were thinking oh it's because people know these developers and it's all inside bullshit like they're just giving this a high score because they know them and they liked it a lot but in terms of a game it has almost no value and it released for $20 which is definitely a high price point for what it is um i liked it a lot i i did really enjoy it i only spent $2 on it <laughs> so had i had i actually paid full price I I think I would have felt burned but um I would have too definitely one of yeah I mean but what is there though it in terms of its like what substance it does have is really cool it um it kind of paints itself as a horror game the whole time like it's a dark and stormy night it's this big house that is totally empty. You're in it by yourself. Your family's supposed to be there, but they're like mysteriously missing. And um, the whole time you were playing it, you're just waiting for something to scare you. The, 
literally every second you think something is going to pop out or or whatever like you think there's going to be ghosts or something and that was a really really cool feeling being on edge the whole time and it was never scary nothing ever happened it just would build it up and then not do anything and it like it held that tension the entire time which was awesome like i i don't play scary games usually and um cuz i'm a little baby and uh little bitch it just that like here an example an example is you go into you're walking around you spend a little bit of time in the game like the thunder's roaring it's raining and it'll just there'll be thunder cracks occasionally and you think oh shit here it comes um you walk into a bathroom and you see some like red stains on a bathtub and you're like oh my god now it's about to get creepy mm-hmm. and upon further inspection it's hair dye <laughs> oh that's <laughs> like hilarious. you can the main the main the main draw of that game that I just completely forgot to talk about is you can pick up a lot of items and examine them and that's pretty much the only interaction in the game you have but everything you pick up is super high resolution so like you walk around picking up like notes and letters and whatever and instead of it going into kind of like a journal or codex type thing where you're just reading text in like most games do you're looking at that actual piece of paper and you are reading handwriting and there's different handwrite bunch of different handwriting kind of a crazy amount throughout all these items you pick up different products you can read what product it is it has like all the stuff a typical label would have on it it's wild so that's how when you go into that bathroom that's how you know it's hair dye because you see the red stuff in the bathtub and laying right by the bathtub is a bottle of hair dye that as soon as you pick it up it's like oh hair dye and once again the tension doesn't get broken it's just continue like the tension continues mm-hmm. and it's it was so cool it was it was so unique in terms of like any scary thing i've ever played yeah and does that the whole game every time you keep thinking this is it this is it this is it all the way up until the very end, till the credits rolled. <laughs> well, I like that because Which, it, it, that was dis- awesome. It, despite the fact that it kept doing that, and in your head, <clears throat> you had clearly already understood. Okay, it's not really going to happen because from trial and error in your head, over and over again, it never did scare you, and yet you sort of didn't know if you should trust it or not. You know, like yeah. it was you were yeah, thinking like you yourself, never, maybe never this time to let will. your guard down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it and it's really going to get me this time because I keep thinking and forgetting or something. <laughs> and and they do play that up. Like the the story itself plays up the ghost thing because you're a very like minor bit of information that if you're not super thorough you could miss out on is that this house was like your great uncle's house or something and he died in the house. And they they give that they give those little pieces of information if you're really thorough over the course of the game and build upon it. So there there is a reason to keep thinking something's gonna happen. Right. So it, it was great. It it's set in the nineties too, which you think how can you portray that setting? 
there's VHS tapes everywhere. There's cassette tapes everywhere. Okay, 90s. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah, because because everything is so high res, you can actually like look at the v- VHS tapes and like there would be like Ghostbusters and all that. Like, oh, you that's can, sweet. You can tell that they're some like you know how you would put a VHS in your VCR and record live TV. Yes, that's what all of the VHS tapes were. It was awesome. There's there's just a bunch of little like head nods to '90s shit, and I yeah. it was awesome. Um, last thing, uh, I suddenly st- feel very old. By the way, <laughs> I know, right? And we're so not. But <laughs> what's VHS? Yeah, yeah what's a VCR? <laughs> um, last thing is that it does have like a polarizing story that I'm not going to spoil. Um, I think that also was one of the reasons people outside of games criticism were kind of mad it got high reviews for i thought it was very touching um the story was well written there was a minimal voice acting but it was done really well and reading all the uh reading all the little notes and whatever scattered around the house did a really good job of building this story without like directly telling it to you and um up until the last minute i thought something was going to be really terrible i thought i was gonna find something terrible at the end and uh again it was another game that had just a really good ending um you're on a hot streak nick yeah i've I've been playing a couple good games lately (laughs) let's keep it going yeah i think i heard i heard the ending of that in passing somewhere i don't know so you i remember i told you i was playing it josh because like you had expressed interest in playing it when it came Mm -hmm. out and we talked about it um I thought I knew the ending also, and I didn't. So maybe you don't. And also, you could play it. You could play it on your new Mac. Yeah, I I plan to. So you should. Wonder if it's it's probably back up to twenty though, right? You got it during a sale. Um, I mean, just if you if you put Steam on your computer and follow it, it'll it'll go on sale again. It's a matter of time. I don't I don't know what it is right now. I'll I'll, I'll double check. But yeah, it it is back up to twenty dollars. Wow. Yeah, I won't pay twenty dollars for that. No, I'll pay five. No, definitely not. I feel bad saying that because, like, you can tell they put a lot of work into it, and it was a very small team, and they probably didn't make a lot of money on it. Um, well, maybe they did after the fact now, but truly, that's too much for that game. <laughs> like, it's you can't you can't get around that. It's that's very expensive for what it is. I'm checking the uh, how long to beat game for the length of that uh yeah how long did you say you think it took you oh i know i beat it in like 45 minutes i timed myself oh okay well i'm I'm not gonna look yeah it it is it's very short and i was thorough i i checked everything i i made sure to check everything because that's like the point of the game i i probably missed some stuff but i couldn't couldn't have missed much it says uh two hours yeah it, it did not take me two hours by 744 polls, two, about two hours. Main story. That that could have that length could have been attributed to it trying to scare you or acting like it's scary, and people taking a much slower pace. D four says four hours. Oh, okay. Hmm. Which isn't bad, I guess. Uh, change things up a bit, I think. Gearbox is having some. Oh, it's Pack South. 
Yeah, that that the Pack South is going. That happened. That's right. It's over now, I think. Well, today Gearbox. I need to look too. I haven't looked, but um, supposedly they are announcing Borderlands Three. Oh, really? I mean, they're they're re-releasing one and two, or no, two and no, pre-sequel. Two and pre-sequel. Yeah. And I really want to play pre-sequel, but I don't know if I'm going to worry about getting that. I'm not worried about it. If it's if it's cheap one day, maybe. But I think I've got my my fill of Borderlands. They need to um. I think they need to radically change up something about that. Before I'm definitely I... on the fence. I'm, I sort of want to play it just because it's another one I haven't played. But as you remember, I've told you guys before, I had a down, just an unbelievable love affair with Borderlands 2. Whenever yeah, I, me too. Yeah, I played a I, lot of it. Because I was at Dursky's at RMU and we played it non-stop. I mean, seriously, for like eight hours or something like that. And then... Then we played it a few times after that, and then once we beat it, it was like, okay. Like, I didn't do anything with it, whereas Borderlands 1, I beat two or three times and just did everything. I don't know what happened, but it just fell off the face of the earth for me. But it was a great yeah, I game. Was, I was the opposite. I play, I, you I played two more, right? Borderlands 2. I did everything in it. Yep. I beat yep. all those insane bosses. I forget what they were called. Um, yeah, I love that game. I put a but, lot of time into it. I actually bought the DLC for that game. I guess this was just a passing comment someone made was three they could be you know they could potentially go kind of like the destiny route multiple and, uh, planets hey you failed well, the test we did no fail. you said reference <laughs> the reference no I'm without uttering it. the word yeah i was joking around oh, but well. i meant literally yeah. see yeah. if we could go without saying the word well that was the direct i don't what I'm, they were I'm kidding anyway so yeah i know yeah, yeah, Anyways, whatever. I could see that being fun if they did something like that with multiple worlds and like an MMO sort of experience. See, that's what I have wanted from that game since the first one. Yeah, and they and Bungie capitalized on it apparently. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I think um, I think part of the randomized gun stuff gets a little old quick in that game. Those games, um, it is still cool. It's it's very impressive, but. What I ended up doing in that game was I I was always just looking for uh, green or red. Is this gun better or is it worse? And that sucks, but it's unavoidable, especially with how many different kinds of things you get constantly in that game. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember wasn't... the first one just beating Cromorax over and over. Um, and Simon, over you again. were ridiculous farming, and you and Dursky both. Would just farm I, him for hours. Yep, looking for those teal weapons. The, yeah, the pearlescence, right? Pearlescence, yes, that's it. Yeah, see, I never. I, I, I can't about remember. Any I might have gotten one. Actually, you might have given me one because you had a. I think you had several. I had obviously. Yeah, I had so many at some point. I would just give them away. Yeah, but the um, Nick, to your point about the green or red, the only thing about that is sometimes that could be misleading because a gun might yes. be way more powerful. Yes. A a deal breaker for me for every single gun was fire rate. Uh-huh. I could not stand using a gun unless it was a super, super high-powered sniper and it made sense. Like, I had to be just blowing through ammunition. You know what I mean? I hated stuff that was a really crappy fire rate yep. or a really bad clip that took forever to reload, that kind of stuff, you know, because that, that's definitely a fast, fast, fast game, for sure. I'm the exact opposite of that. You you like the 
focus I like all the your stability. I got gotcha. you. The accuracy. Well, that's why that's why I did. I liked to have one sniper like that. But I would much for for example, an assault rifle. I want high fire rate, reasonable accuracy, and just you know basically the average assault rifle uh, roll is what I was always looking for, as opposed to maybe one that was semi-automatic with six rounds or something like that. But that's just me. Can I say something about Destiny that is very, very important for this Go topic? Go for it. We have to ask permission now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the gatekeeper. If you're over hey, Destiny... Hey, there are gatekeepers in Destiny. Yes, God! <laughs> if, if you're over <laughs> Destiny, quit listening to the podcast for the next minute. Um, so my problem with Borderlands was, like I said, I'm looking at just is this better or worse? And I, I understand that the attributes of each gun were important, like fire rate and stability and whatever. Destiny, instead of having randomized guns, has very specific crafted guns in the game. Like, there's a set amount, set named guns. And it's nice that they spent time making individual weapons. Like well, they're, wait, they're that's, all I mean, that's Borderlands 2, right? It's Borderlands, um, but to an extent, but it is—it's not the same. You're, like you're saying, they're more highly specialized. Yeah, like they okay. there's way more thought put into each gun. Like they are very different from each other on purpose. They're not just a—they're not just an algorithm spitting out a gun. If you yeah. know what I mean. Well, I, and this is inter- This isn't going to be news to our listeners, but just for for your own sake, uh, believe it or not, they do that in. Multiplayer on Advanced Warfare. Yeah, yeah, a and lot I of noticed ga- that, but it was shitty. I didn't like it. I well, thought, it, it I thought just a lot depends of games on did that. It just depends on what you get. Like the, the these, there are particular ones that are just significantly better, and they'll just have a huge boost to one category and no deterrence in any other categories. And see, most of the time, it would be one that is. You know, maybe you can't add in a uh, one of the attachments, or it permanently had a silencer on it, or something mm-hmm. like that. But I did think that was one pretty cool aspect to multiplayer. And all in the same breath, I'm so over playing that game. I mean, I think. Oh wow! I, yeah, I haven't played it in a while. They had, in, they even had an incentive for this weekend with two times XP, and hmm. uh, it's it's re- it's weird. I was legitimately really good at that game for a while. I mean, I was kicking ass and. I'm just not anymore. I don't know what happened. I don't know if the maybe the player base has shrunk and therefore only the hardcore people are left and I'm getting my ass kicked by them. Or maybe I just suck now or whatever. But it it's sort of run its course with me and basically the only reason I have it is to beat the campaign now. But That's interesting. we'll see. I might give it I, one more try. I just want to mention one thing real quick about that. The whole weapons and them dropping specialized ones and what, what were the cases you got or something for multiplayer. Yeah, is that, the, how, yeah. is that how you got them? The cases. Yes, the I, elite uh, ones. The, the first one I got, I thought, oh, this is cool. They did this, and then I looked more into it, and I think it's. I thought of it more of a cop out because all they're doing is taking a weapon that you can already get, and doing something to it that they are essentially forbidding you to do when it comes to adding attachments. Yeah, because a lot of the times it's making it better than any possible combination of attachments. Mm-hmm. Whereas they they could have just. It's the exact same weapon. They're just not letting you do those attachments. Hmm. So they're making these elite weapons of attachments and weapons that already exist in the game. 
but you, they just prevent you from making them so that they no, can't have these elite weapons. You can't. Some of these ones that have those big boosts or whatever in a particular category, there's no possible way to achieve that with regular attachments. Well, I mean, the ones that I got were just regular weapons with attachments. Okay, that the, the ones that you got. You I'm, I'm saying there are ones that exist that are pretty unique in the sense that they're very, very good. And they're extremely rare, so it makes sense that you maybe you never stumbled across one. I'm not saying they're all good, because they're not. 90% of them are shit. But every once in a while, you get a really cool one. That's been a thing in in multiplayer shooters specifically for a while i mean right like battlefield had stuff like that oh battlefield does it way better yeah i mean it, I'm, I'm not, not gonna I'm argue saying, that i'm just saying it's it's not something new like in destiny i'm i was just i don't know comparing it to borderlands but i got you. i don't i'm not very familiar with advanced warfare because i played 10 seconds of the multiplayer yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> okay this is enough yeah <laughs> i played it hey p.s we are going a little long and we haven't even touched on evolve Oh my oh, god, that's right. Good call. We can I mean, I don't I don't care about No, let's keep going. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Alex, what do you think? I didn't hate it. And that is a compliment. <laughs> that, I mean, yeah. I thought I had fun playing it. I can I can almost tell you with 100% certainty there's not a prayer in hell I'll buy it at launch. No. But I didn't hate it. I had I had fun with it. I think it's it seems to be somewhat decently balanced. It's not, you know, because I was worried that, you know, if you're the monster, you always win, or if you're the people, you always win. But, I mean, we sort of had, you know, it was up in the air. I liked it. I liked it also. Um, I was surprised by my liking of it. <laughs> I loved being the medic. That was the first role that I had. And... It's just depending on the game, I like different roles, and I love being able to be from from so far away and healing somebody with that yeah. giant green stream. It reminded me yeah. of Life Stream from Final Fantasy VII. Fun times. <laughs> but it was, yeah, I had fun with it. I never got to do, I don't think I did the Trapper class. I don't think I did the Support class, but I definitely did Assault. The, the Assault guy's awesome. I love his crazy, like, arc lightning gun. That was sweet as hell. Hmm. Um and you know the bosses were pretty cool. That one flying thing reminded me almost of like a flying Cthulhu bastard. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I but. I like a, I agree that it's no way would I ever buy that game and no way would I ever sink time into it, which that sucks cuz I can admit that it is a unique thing and mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't like not fun to play. It was kind of fun to play. It just doesn't have depth. It's it's well, not it also worth my didn't time. Show much of what it does have to offer. It shows I guess, way yeah. more than the alpha. I'll tell you that right now. It way more was in this beta than what I played initially. Yeah, but uh, it's it's not a game. Well, first off, yeah, I would never buy it either. But playing it by yourself sounds awful. Would, yeah, it's, it sounds terrible. Oh yeah, you'd have to have. At least three of the people, like even one other person wouldn't be that much fun. Cause you know, obviously the three of us playing and we had one rando, that's, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But I agree with that. That's a good point. Cause you can play other multiplayer games by yourself. That one mm -hmm. I feel and specifically it, would suck. Yeah. And imagine trying to play through those matches without talking to anyone. 
Yeah, it would be so stupid. Yeah, that that um that was one of the things that I thought when we were playing was like yeah, we were talking to each other. We but there was that one guy. And there was that one guy and he like or he or she, I don't know. They they did mess it up enough to where all four of us were never attacking at the same time. Right. But but what I'm but my point is we were talking to each other and we still weren't coordinating a ton. Like we we were mostly just doing our own thing. Shoot like at we it. were shooting at it and I was trying like I played the support twice and I was trying to use his little like shield thing that did something. I don't know. Like a lot of the abilities were kind of unclear. Yeah, they didn't they tell doing. you anything about them. That's why I really enjoyed the medic. I knew exactly You knew exactly what it was. It, yeah. yeah. And the assault thing. Like I, I, I really liked the idea of being the medic and you shoot with that sniper rifle and you create a weak point for bonus damage for yeah, everybody. And that was interesting. I, I would just I would load bosses up with ten of those bullseyes. I thought that was really cool and the assault character was effective. But to your point about the coordination, we still don't really know what the hell you're supposed to do with the trapper and the support. Yeah. Yeah. It it was like it it was hard to play that role because I didn't know totally what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it gave you it gave you a little tutorial at the beginning, and it was like, hey, this is the class you're playing. You haven't played it yet. These are the abilities. It still didn't really help that much. Yeah, I would just, much rather prefer just the game recognizes that it's the first time you're playing. As soon as you start up and you have all that time and you're running around, show me a couple, you know, pop-ups on the screen. Hey, yeah, your, there were your no, RB does this. There you know, were no really does in-game this. things. It did that. It, the first time you play as a character, it showed you each of their abilities. It, I never saw that. That's what I'm saying. I did. Oh, that's what I'm I saying. It showed me a video of how to use things. Yeah. Once. And then yeah, it the never really explained that anything character, again. It, ex- it showed you the video of each specific ability they had. Yeah, I, kn- I know. I, mean, I don't know what else you guys are looking for. I don't either. I, I can't describe it. I just didn't know what I, I was doing. Here, here's what so I want. That means I don't want failed. you to, don't waste my time with this video and whatever. It just, as soon as I start and I'm running, say, press X for, you know, X ability, it does this like I don't I don't know it just something that. much more concise and to the point. You know how it is with, you know, focusing on the the this tutorial. Just the word tutorial drives me nuts. Like yeah. I don't want that. Just give me a super super quick call out because a lot of times, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Josh. I don't think in those tutorials it told you what button to hit. It, it just it said did not tell you what button. Okay, that's that's all I me, want. I guess that's the answer. You said what are you guys looking for? That's what I wanted. Just tell me what button it, to hit. It told you what the ability was and how it was used. But for me, at least, and I don't know, maybe it just didn't work for you guys. But right when you started playing, once you switched, the first time you switched to that ability, a little pop-up came up and told you what it did. I didn't. I don't remember that. And I'm also yeah. not saying I didn't get it. I just don't remember seeing that. I think it was like the bottom right-hand corner above your abilities. As soon as you selected it for the first time, it told you, like, hey, you selected this. This is how you use it. And this is what it does. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't remember that. I guess but we I just weren't paying attention, I, I guess. I don't, yeah, I don't know. possible. The, the one, I don't even know if I consider it a gripe, and I don't see any other way around it, but I didn't like how we played one match where we won in like five minutes, if oh, you guys remember that. it did happen And then the next fast. match, it was like 40 minutes, and we didn't even find him. Yeah. The monster. And it, just 
not knowing, getting into a game and not being able to anticipate, oh, I got 20 minutes to blow, I'll play a game. Mm, that part's like, true. That does kind of suck. Yep. But by the same token, that can happen in Battlefield. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yes, but, like, but you can pop in and like, out of Battlefield. Drop in, drop though. out. Yeah, yeah, it's not like... yeah, you're exactly right. But, oh my god, I'll never forget the night I played a hour and a half long game of Battlefield. That was one of the yeah, most insane. interesting things that's ever happened to me online. I thought it was great. See, I love that game. I love Battlefield. I've always been a fan of that yep. series. The new one's um, coming out in March. I still don't get it. I don't understand the cops and robbers thing in I the Battlefield genre. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even let that cross your mind. I think it's just something they are throwing on it, and it's still a Battlefield like, game. Like like a skin. Essentially. It's just a skin. <laughs> yeah, it's still a Battlefield game. It's it's no different. Yeah. And there's another beta coming out. It's probably going to be an open beta before the game releases. So that should be out within the next month. Check it out. I can't what, even. Wait, what's it come out in March? The game March seventeenth, I think. Battlefield's always March, isn't it? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you know what? I'm just pretend I didn't say that. I bet you it's patently false. I don't know why I said <laughs> that. It was one of those things where just diarrhea spewed out of my mouth. And forget it ever happened. I don't think I could even put a number in terms of interest to how little interest I have in that Negative game. interest. Yeah. Well, like, you, you, didn't you enjoy Battlefield 4 campaign? I didn't finish it. Oh. It, I, like, I just, I don't know. We, I've talked about it before. I just, there's nothing there. there there's really not much, so much to fun. have in terms of anything other than just, like, wow. Like, wow moments, like Call of Duty. Mm. Other than, there's no, other than that, there's nothing to get Was, out of those games for me i think it's cool you bring up that whole wow moments thing because it's it's the, a complete polar opposite of the spectrum in call of duty you get those wow yes. moments in the campaign they are different whereas wow in moments. battlefield you get the wow moments in multiplayer that's mm -hmm. a really good point josh because i found the battlefield campaign to be so unremarkable i couldn't believe it whereas <laughs> every single game in multiplayer something crazy happens pretty much yep. yeah that's a good point well, it'll be, you know what, whenever the hardline beta comes out, if it's open, which I'm assuming it's going to be, we should all play it, at least a couple matches. Yeah. I'm down with playing most open betas together just for content, you know, and like to, to get some feedback on early games. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Halo will also have another beta before it launches. Uh, it's, it's a long way I'm, off, probably. Yes, and I'm also going to call, I'm going to call it out that it's going to be a big team beta. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. That's a good I'd, idea. I'd be, I'd be happy to play. I'd be happy to put more time into that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I barely played the the five beta. Oh, I mean, either. I might have played two dozen games, maybe. No, probably not even that many. We I played almost, way less than you. <laughs> we <laughs> no, almost went a podcast without talking about Destiny or Halo. Almost. Well, you guys said Destiny, so I said, and you know what? Halo Five is something we've not talked a whole lot about but i i didn't uh, play yeah it. I, yeah hardly. i played fewer than 20 games i'd say i think i played five i've <laughs> actually i've been i played a lot of halo this week uh campaigns and mcc yeah you did and i know this is silly but it bothers me that the achievement system is still fucked up in that oh god it it just bothers me that beating the game doesn't give me any achievements because it's broken. Josh, you should be, you should become enlightened and just let it go. Yeah. Well, I've it, it's been let go for the 
most part, but it, the whole let fact it go for everything. I, I, I know, I know, it's a treasured franchise. Just let it go. The 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 best thing that has ever happened to my gaming hobby is whenever I told myself, Alex, you're an idiot for having done this so much on 360. When you go to yep. Xbox One, don't be an idiot. And I like, I enjoy gaming again. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It it is. I, it was a major reversal. Of I resent Microsoft for achievements. It was a brilliant idea on their part. I'm yeah. not even going to lie to you. They totally got me. They suckered me in for seven, eight years, whatever. I resent it tremendously. I do too. I'm glad I saw the light very early. Yeah, you saw it pretty early. I mean, I know for, you know you did it for a little bit, but even like in you know in college, you, you were totally past it. Whereas I, I for the most part. Uh no, I didn't go up to the very to the very end. Uh, I swore I started using a filter, and I was like, okay, if it's a franchise I absolutely love, and yeah, all prior rules. installments I did a thousand on, then I'll do it. So I at least started filtering them out at the end. You mm -hmm. know, for, and for example, perfect example, I got to fully enjoy Sleeping Dogs because I just played the freaking game. I yep. never even I never looked at anything. So, mm -hmm. God, I love Sleeping Dogs. <laughs> Great game. Hey, by the way, I didn't tell either of you guys this. Okay. I bought Assassin's Creed Unity. Oh, oh yeah. Did you really? That's news. Yep. Mm -hmm. Haven't started it, but I plan to. Is Maybe there a way to revert to the initial edition of it no. so you can see all the glitches? Well, well <laughs> I could just not update it, but I'd have to unplug my console. I don't know if you'd be able to play it. Yeah, probably not. Oh, man. That, that's a shame because I would much rather play the game like that <laughs> especially if the game itself isn't that amazing from what everybody says i i would prefer to see those things yeah the insane no faces and i think there were like game breaking problems though too it wasn't just the no face oh well then never mind yeah <laughs> big surprise there yeah i i know i think i don't even know if we were talking on the podcast last week or if nick and i were just talking about it how this is going to be the first one that I've never played, and I think you guys... We talked about it on the played. podcast. Yeah. on the podcast. And then, you know, I was going to stand tall on that and, you know, really not play it. Stand tall. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I said that. Anyway, That's a good w phrase. Um, I think it was IGN or some somewhere there was an article written of... You you should still play Unity if you like the Creed games, because it's it is a Creed game. It's fixed, and it's fun. I'll I'll keep playing them. If I could get yeah. through three, I can get through anything. Yes, definitely. And That's I know, the way I look at it. I know when I ever finally play Unity, I am not doing a single thing outside of the story. Nothing. Oh no! Not, oh my not god! A no. Single thing. Yeah, I'll be so. honest with you. Even whenever I get around to Black Flag, just from a time standpoint, even though I know you guys loved it, I'll mm -hmm. probably be mainlining that as well. I, you uh, uh, I platinumed it on PS4. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so I loved worth doing every second of that game. But I my fav my favorite thing in Black Flag, which I don't think you did, Nick, but the most fun I had with that game was beating the four legendary ships. Yeah, I didn't do that because I didn't care. They were so fucking cool. Like one of in one of the shit, like every ship had like a different, yeah, unique thing, a, a unique feature. And one of them, it was set during a storm. Mm -hmm. It was it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen and played through. I did actually want to do them. And maybe I'll go back and do them. Really doubt it. But 
by that by that point in the game, I was just like, I don't care. That was when I really just stopped doing anything and just beat it. So, just it, it's even worth just watching YouTube videos of them. I, yeah, that's true. I could do that. Also, I have a public service announcement. Um, the remake of the remake, and I say remake with R E in capitals for Resident Evil. <laughs> it was released. Everybody needs to buy it and play it. If you haven't played it, you need to play it. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, Alex, it's really funny you bring that up because I was going to ask if you bought it yet. Uh, no, I haven't. Only because I, I'm following my usual rule. I'm not going to buy a game until I play it. Yep. Not that the game isn't worth $20 because it's worth $60. But if I'm not going to play it right now, I might as well just wait until it's on sale in six months or they run a special. Or, How much I is I it? I think it's 20 bucks. Holy shit, I did not know that. As in good deal, right? I'm yeah, I guess I thought it's, it was sixty. No, God, no, no! It's an amazing. I'm wow. I am saying this. If you haven't played this game, you need to buy. This is the time to do it because it is outstanding. And speaking of Resident Evil, uh, Nick, we did that that trend the four games thing on Twitter, uh-huh. and I I didn't even know about it until I saw yours, and I just I spent a wee little section, wee little bit of time uh, thinking about it, and I just wanted to elaborate on it, because I thought it was pretty cool. Because I don't know who started it, or what the initial... I don't either. I don't know what that started either. Yeah, I, I don't know what the initial goal of it was, but the way I ended up taking it, just from looking at a lot of other people, was four games that influenced you. And so these aren't my favorite four games of all time, per se. There's a couple that are in there. But the way I looked at it, I wanted to pick four games from my childhood that influenced the way I'd play games for the rest of my life and what kind of games I loved playing. And uh-huh. it, it obviously Final Fantasy VII was uh, my first one for RPGs. Super Metroid, because I, I saw you had that too, for mm-hmm. side-scrollers. The first Resident Evil for survival horror. And um, GoldenEye for first-person shooters, because I was sitting there trying to think to myself, <clears throat> as a FPS fan now, what was it that really got me started in it? And mm-hmm. interestingly enough, adversarially, straight up, I mean, yes, of course, in GoldenEye, but one of the ones that I absolutely loved, but it wasn't in the time window that I was looking for, was I used to play one-on-one Agent Under Fire with Tommy all the time, and mm-hmm. I got really good at it. And I think that was when I got, I was like, hey, I'm pretty decent at this, you know, but of course, even a step, taking that a step further into my childhood, GoldenEye was the obvious choice for that, and yeah, it, I thought to myself, oh, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, I, I never realized when you think of it that way, why do you love the stuff that you play today, and I thought that was a good way of looking at it. Yeah, I did it, I did it just based on nostalgia, because I still, to this day, think about the four games that I put on there, mm-hmm. and how much I love them. Of um, course. Just real quick, Doom 2. Because yep. it has to be one of the one of the most played games in my life. I, I I have had to have put more time in that than any other shooter ever over the years. Yep. Um Super Metroid because I had put that off until how long? And I pl- I got to play it because you had your SNES at school. Yes. And uh Heck that yes. was one of the best things ever. Was um, that not one of the best things I've ever done for you, Nick? Yes, <laughs> that was not. Not only was it a Metroid game that I had not been able to play because I'd never had an SNES, um, 
but also it was just so fun playing it in our apartment. Yep, like, the that, memories. That getting home from class and seeing you play Metroid, I'm like, well, I know what I'm doing tonight. Yeah. Sitting in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mass Effect, because the, the, the original one, the first one. Yep. Um, I am a sucker for any time... Anytime a universe really, really draws me in and yep. it's mysterious enough, like it doesn't have a bunch of sequels and whatever, there isn't a lot of information about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was that was such a profound game for me. As- um, that was that was one of the first games I played in HD. Like yes. that was still that was, that was a big deal. That was far enough back then that. I had just got like a little TV that could put out 720. Yeah. Um so it's still looked, light years beyond what we were used to. Yeah, it looked incredible. Um and just the whole Mass Effect in general I think has a really great sci-fi. Yeah, the appeal. the the franchise itself is in my top 3 favorite games of all time. I was just looking for roots, but yeah. as far as influencing its storytelling and just everything in the industry, uh, as far as I'm concerned, Mass Effect's the gold standard, period. Yeah, I mean, people have problems with its story, and like the gameplay in the first one was very polarizing. Um, the inventory was just atrocious. Yeah, but uh, as you know, Tommy gave up on it, which was so disappointing. Yeah, which sucks, but yeah. I, uh, I, I don't care. I, that, I played through that game a bunch of times, and it's, again, it's nostalgia for me. Like, that'll always be one of one of my highlights of gaming um and then the last one was super meat boy because super meat boy was one of those rare games where you get this realization that i can be good at this this actually takes skill and yeah i put hours and hours and hours into that game that's definitely a nostalgia pick for you too yeah and in the same era i would from college yeah i would yep. wake up in the morning have just enough time in class to get a couple runs in and i love that i looked forward to doing that mm-hmm. um i just you can't i can't beat that i i i considered doing games that were very challenging and made me think like this this was like either you're going to put effort into this and succeed or you're just going to get beaten and not play it. Yeah. And games like that would be like Dark Souls. Spelunky. Spelunky, <laughs> Super Meat Boy. Um, yeah. And then a, an old one, Ninja Gaiden. That was probably... Oh, wow. That was yeah, probably the call. first. Not the, not the NES one. Obviously, I was just a little too young. I had an NES, but too long ago. Um, the The remake on original Xbox, what a... What a trial that game was you like even back then people were like this game is hard as fuck and i was so proud of myself that i was not only like getting through that game and beating it but i was like pretty good at it too i and i i actually kind of want to play that game again i've been thinking about it a lot because i still have it that is awesome but let's uh let's wrap this up almost yeah because i haven't eaten yet i'm hungry (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm thinking of. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, Josh and Alex. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody. A little bit of a longer episode. but uh, Yeah, that'll keep you tied it up since we, we've we been trying to do it weekly, but it usually ends up being seven to ten days. So yeah, held off go. a little bit this week. Um, Real quick, just 
you can follow us on Twitter. We each have our handles. Um, I'm Nickhead. Nickhead, Robert Paulson, and Swarbachev. You can find them. We've been doing the best we can to put them everywhere on Facebook, our blog, you know, whatever, Google Plus. Mm -hmm. I I have it listed just about everywhere. So, yep. And 2v1 has its own own Twitter account now, too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We have a a 2v1 Twitter and Facebook now, both of them. So, Um, and then lastly, we're on iTunes. So you can find us on iTunes just by searching 2v1 podcast. Yeah, real really nice and easy to remember actually. First thing that comes up on Google. So Yep. And uh subscribe and if you feel inclined, write a review. That would be great. Yes, we have seen uh, a few reviews pop up, which is really truly appreciated. So anybody else who's willing to show us some love, we appreciate the support. All right, guys. Until next time. Thanks. Thanks all.